Hey everybody, welcome back to One More Minute. So today, I want to share with you all part of my testimony. So, um, for me, I have always wanted to work in television and entertainment. Like when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a singer. I've been singing since I was four years old. So my dad went and bought me a karaoke machine because he was like oh my baby gonna be a star so we're gonna get her this karaoke machine i used to sing for people when they came to the house i used to sing for people on the phone i used to perform in bathing suits don't ask me why i was in a bathing a bathing suit but that was just what i wanted to wear i mean i was just a really precocious and like eclectic child so i knew that's what i wanted to do around eight years old i did this project for women's history month i did it on oprah winfrey i read her book and i was like oh my god i want to be just like Oprah. I felt like I could relate to her. She was thick like me. She was chocolate. She had a big old smile. I was like, I want to be just like Oprah Winfrey. And she had big hair just like me. I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. So after that, I like pursued television. Um, in middle school, I was in a magnet program. I started off in drama. I switched to broadcast journalism. Then I went to high school. I was in a broadcast magnet. Uh, I mean, I relentlessly went after what I wanted. So when I went to college, First of all, I didn't know I was going to FAMU because that's where my whole family went. I'm a fourth-generation rattler. So what? there wasn't no no Clark, no Tuskegee, no North Carolina Auntie, no Howard, no. I'm going to FAMU. So I majored in broadcast journalism, got a journalism scholarship. And um, as soon as I got on campus, I was an editor at the newspaper. I was an editor for the magazine. I'm doing, you know, I'm volunteering at the TV station. I mean, I'm taking senior level classes, I'm knocking them out the park because this is what I was so passionate about. Like everybody knew, oh Monique Mitchell, she wanna be she wanna work at TV. Oh, she's gonna go after what she wants. Like that was synonymous with my name. And so when I graduated from college, um I remember I applied everywhere. I'm like applying to local TV stations because I just knew I wanted to be a reporter. I'm trying to do a you know apprenticeships. I'm trying to do fellowships with people. And I remember um, I applied for a couple things. Um, I applied for this um, program where you like a reporter. They like send you out to a small city. You become a reporter, and then from there, you know, you move to other markets. You know, I had my reel. I was doing documentaries. I was sending out all this stuff. Wasn't hearing back from nobody until one of my friends that I was in NABJ with, which is a National Association for Black Journalists. She told me about this uh, this program called the NBC East Coast Page Program. Never heard of it. So I went on Google, I looked for it, I applied, and I was like, oh, I probably won't get it. It's in New York City. I've been trying to get to New York for years, tried to intern, could never afford it. My mom was like, I'm not giving you no money for that, so you ain't going. Okay, cool. Don't worry about it, Sharon. So um, I decided to move back from Tallahassee to Atlanta in 2011. I had been staying in Tallahassee, you know, a little bit after I graduated, just kind of chilling, kind of packing up, you know, come to terms with I'm not in college no more. So on my way back, I got into a bad car accident totaled my car and on top of me totaling my car I found out I didn't get that job that I thought I was gonna get I was completely devastated I was sprawled out on the sofa I was like God my life is my life has come to an end I'm 20 something I ain't get nothing I'm supposed to get I've been a superstar in the school of journalism at family why don't I have a job so in the midst of you know that car accident totaling my car now I ain't got no car um I get a phone call from two from a 212 area code Oh, that's New York City. What what should New York City be calling me about? So I pick up the phone. It's one of the people that's over the page program. Hey, we got your resume. Um, I had already done a preliminary interview, but I completely forgot about it. We want to invite you to New York City to do your panel interview. You want me to come to New York City? Uh, Yes, please. So I told you I got in a car accident. 
totaled my car. So you know what happens when you total your car, you get a large sum of money. So my mom gave me some of the money that I had for my car. I flew to New York City. I stayed at my pro fight's house. Um, I was only there for like literally like two days. That's all I could do. So I had my panel interview, bought me a brand new suit. Suit was bad. It's the same suit I wore to Rush for AKA. So I knew that suit had a little favor on it. I wore that, got my hair pressed out real nice. Did this like dope presentation. I did like a magazine layout about why I needed to be East Coast page. I walked in the room. I was the only black girl in the panel interview. Um, so I, wa I walked in. I killed it. I was so nervous, but I was like, God, I want to be in New York City. This is what I want to do. Lord, I need you to make a way. So that was about one o'clock. So after the interview, I walked around New York City. I was like, well, God, I don't know if I'm going to be here, so I'm just going to walk around. I mean, I literally walked from the Rockefeller Center all the way down to Durham and Harlem. I just walked. I just walked all over the city. I didn't know where I was going. I'm just like, oh, my God, I love this place. This is where I want to be. So I said the panel interview was about one. I caught the E-train the, the e back to Queens, got off of Leffers Boulevard, caught the Q10 back to Toya's house. It's 6 o'clock. Ring, ring, ring. Saying 212 area code. What they calling me for? Oh, God, I must not have gotten it. Uh, Miss Mitchell, we wanted to tell you that we were so impressed with you at your panel interview. We want to offer you the position to be uh, an NBC East Coast page. And we want you to move here in 13 days. 13 days? I'm like, oh, my God. I just saw God move so quickly. I went from not having a job, being on my sofa, totaled my car with no money, to having lump sum of money because my car got totaled to be offered a job in New York City where I want to be, and I got 13 days to move there. So I moved in, them 13 days, packed up what I could and some duffel bags. My mama dropped me off at the airport. She said, you know, I'm so proud of you. Good luck, baby. Go follow your dreams. So I go to New York City. Um, you know, I'm the only person from FAMU to ever be in the program. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people apply for this program, the best of the best and they only take 50 per year. And they saw something in this little girl from South Miami. And they chose me to be a part of this prestigious program. So, you know, I get there and get my Brooks Brothers suit. I'm on the, um, I'm on a tour route. I'm knocking out tours. I mean, I'm professional. I'm, you know, I'm just living my life. So from there, I did these assignments at Oxinger Press Publicity. I'm literally in the studio for Saturday Night Live, looking at Rihanna perform live, breathing the same air. As Usher, I'm looking at Madonna. I'm looking at Chris Rock. I mean, I'm standing next to John Legend. I mean, I'm having to escort Channing Tatum just to, to the studio. When he, can you take Channing Tatum um, to his seat? Yes, God, I'll take him to his seat. Smell like heaven and clouds. I'm like, oh, my God, this is just amazing. Having the time of my life. Made some great friendships with some awesome people who work at E! and Bravo and, like, really killing it now. Like, I've got great connections. I'm still, you know, connected with these people Greatest experience of my life. So the program ends. It's a one-year program. I'm applying for all these jobs. I was Ann Curry's assistant. I'm working the Today Show route. I'm trying to work the Today Show. I'm working at, waking up 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning to go sit in the studio because I really want to work there. I applied for all these jobs. Didn't get none of them. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? So then I finally get this job at the Anderson Cooper talk show. And when I was there, I, some of my spirit was like, Mo, this ain't really for you, but I needed a job. So I was like, I want to stay in New York, so I'm going to do this. I mean... I should have listened to my spirit. I was there for literally like 14 days. The show got canceled and I ended up getting let go. So I'm like, oh my God, I didn't got let go. Wasn't nothing I did. The show got canceled. That's how it works in TV. When shows get canceled and you the lowest on the tone of pole, you're the first to go. 
So at that point, one thing about when you live in New York, you make decisions based upon when your lease ends. If you're going to stay in the city or you're not going to stay. So I came home. Family's homecoming was like the next week. My big sister drove. She flew in from Atlanta. We drove back. I mean, we moved all my stuff back, drove across, you know, the East Coast in the middle of the night. Got here like super early in the morning. We drove all night. I moved back here. I'm super depressed. I'm super sad. I'm like, my life is over. You know, I was in New York City, the mecca of television. And now I'm back in Atlanta at my mama house and I'm just distraught. So my soror um, hits my sister because she knows that I'm here. She knows I work in television. She's like, hey, my best friend works at CNN. She needs a temp. I'm like, okay, well, I'll be a temp. You know, my um, unemployment money was running out, which was a good check. Hallelujah. And so um, I went and interviewed for the position. I ended up getting it as a temp. So I was only supposed to be there for a couple months. You know, my boss was amazing. She's super fabulous. She ended up extending me every couple months. Oh, we're just going to extend you. Oh, we're just going to extend you. So in the midst of that, I'm looking for another job because I'm a temp at this point. So that's not going, that's not going to last, right? So I remember I went and did an informational with someone that I used to intern with. In college, I interned at CNN. So I always kept in contact with this one particular person. So I went and had an informational with her, told her I was trying to work in, I want to work in entertainment. I wanted to work at Cartoon Network. Like, that was one of my dreams. So she's like, oh, you know, we don't have anything coming up. But if something pops up, I'll let you know. That was like April, May. July, August comes around. Hey, Mo. Same uh, person I did an informational with. Hey, a position just opened up. You know, shoot me your resume. I'll forward it on HR. But, you know, but go formally apply online. So I applied. Didn't hear anything back from them. I ended up interviewing, like, towards the end of August. Didn't hear anything. And so I'm still pressing my way, working, got extended at CNN, working in the awards department, just working and working. And then on my birthday, my grandmother died. She died on my birthday. I was preparing for like my 26th birthday. She passed away. I'm like, oh my God, my grandmother done died on my birthday. Great. So the next week I get a phone call. Who's this for? Phone number calling me. Hey, Monique, we wanted to um, extend the position for you at Cartoon Network as a communications assistant. Excuse me, say what? What, girl, what? You want to give me this job? My grandmother just died last week. I'm dealing with this funeral stuff. Oh, you want me to start October 7th? Don't you worry about it. I will be there with bells and whistles. So, I started that new position. That was in 2013. I started Cartoon Network. Um, my boss was amazing. She literally taught me everything. Like It was like my first real professional gig where I had a little bit of longevity, where I could really learn, where people were were not afraid to teach me things where I could mess up and I could learn from the lessons that I, you know, from things that I messed up on. So my boss was just kind of like, you know, I'm not going to be here always, so I'm just going to teach you how to do everything. I mean, it would be there. So she would like, oh, go do this. And I'm like, God, I don't know how to do it, but I figured out how to do it. So at this point, I know how to do her job. I'm like, God, I could do her job. This is it's not that bad. I could do it. You know, I'm rising to the occasion. I'm taking on new responsibilities. I'm managing a site. I'm building it. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm doing social media. I'm doing viewer relations. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like, I'm really working in PR. Ah! So, time progresses. 2014 comes by, you know, my company went through a huge, uh, you know, reorganization, you know, so I'm at work. I'm like, oh God, I don't know if I'm going to have a job, Lord. I'm over trying to pinch my little pennies. Hey, when are you going to go out to dinner? Uh, I would love to go, but I don't really know if I have no money because... Ooh, because I may not have a check next week, but ooh, I'm just going to press my way in. Hope to God work it out. So I literally was living on pins and needles for like 
the last half of 2014, completely terrified. Didn't know if I was going to have a job. I mean, I saw people who worked there for years, like, get escorted out because their time had come and gone, and that's just how it goes. So, you know, my boss leaves, so now I'm taking on her role. So now it's just me by myself, and I'm like, oh, gosh, like, this is a lot, but I could do it because she taught me how to do it. She prepared me for this. I could do this. Cool. So let's fast forward to this week. Now, I told you I had been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for the perfect opportunity. I had been asking God and growing a little discouraged. Like, God, I've been working hard. I've been diligent. I've been patient. You know, I'm a temp. I'm a contract worker, Lord. I need you to do something on my behalf, Lord. I need you to turn some stuff around. I'm going before God. Like, oh, God, I just... Ooh, I need you to just do something for me. God said, I got you. Just be patient. I'm going to work it out for you. Just be patient. So I'm patient. I'm waiting. I'm working. I'm like, okay. I'm going to work every day smiling. You know, you ain't here a peep out of me. I ain't got no bad attitude. But if you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. If I got to stay late, I'm going to stay late. I'm coming to work early. I'm turning the lights on on the floor. I'm just, you know, grateful to have somewhere to work. Because I've been play- I've I've been in a situation where I know what it's like not to have a job. I know what it's like to work hard and be overlooked. So I know what that feels like. So I'm gonna, I'm not going to go really well doing. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do and let God do the rest. So recently I got a phone call. Hey, Mo, we want to know if you would like to be the uh, junior publicist. Would you accept this offer? Uh, yes, ma'am, I'm going to accept this offer. This is what I've been waiting on. And it was like, that was like on a Wednesday, like that Monday. I had just, I said, "Oh God, oh I'm getting so tired, Lord. I'm just, oh I'm just pressing my way, Lord. I just need you to do a miracle for me." And then on Wednesday, I got a phone call for this new position. I got a promotion and a new job title. And so that whole situation just showed me that God doesn't give you visions for your life for no reason. He gives them to you for a. There's a purpose in it, you know. It's sometimes difficult to see people making like real money and you're not making no money. You're like, God, but this is what you gave me and I'm not making no money or I'm not, you know, financially where I want to be. And it could be so hard and so difficult, but you have to hold on to the vision that God gave to you and not be worried about what other people are doing. Like I patiently waited to informationals, reading affirmations. I mean... If I didn't know anything about it, I went to go learn about it. You know, my background comes in from television production. You know, you need me to put together a a package? Oh, I could do that for you. You need me to put together a documentary? I could do that. I could write scripts. PR was a whole nother world for me. So I never imagined that I would be in it. And I just kind of fell in my lap. And this is this is the, the area that God put me in. I didn't major in PR in college. I majored in broadcast. I majored in television, like production. And so God showed me if you just trust me, I'll do what I said I was going to do. Not on your time. It's going to be on my time when the timing is right. So you got to, I've learned to trust the timing of my life. Like trust God's timing. Trust what he has for me. Because what's for me is for me. The situation was so smooth. It was ordained by God. And so when I got the call, my official offer letter, I took off running on my phone. And I just started shouting. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Because let me tell you something, God. I've been waiting on this. I patiently waited. I just waited and God showed up and showed out 
way above anything that I could ever expect or imagine. And so I felt like at first I was very apprehensive about saying, you know, where I work, what kind of position I got. But let me tell you something about God. Somebody needed to hear this. Like, I know so many people going through things professionally. You know, people hit me up all the time. I want to do this. I want to do that. You don't know where to go. You don't know where to start. But you just have to start. You got to do something. You know, the blog I have with my business partner is my passion project. I put I pour everything into that because it gives me purpose. And by doing that, I was setting myself up, you know, getting better writing skills, you know, learning how to manage things on social media. All those skills God was developing for my new position. Because all the stuff I was doing for my blog, I'm doing for my new position. Because you never know who's watching you. And so, you know, my testimony is that you got to hold on to your dreams. Follow them relentlessly. Don't give up. Even when they don't look like it, keep going after them. Be patient. God is faithful to what he said he was going to do. He's faithful in his vision for your life. He's faithful in his word. If he did it before, he'll do it again. How could I doubt what God was going to do for me if up until this point, everything has just worked out so seamlessly? When I got into that car crash, I'm like, God, why would you total my car? I, now I can't get around. Now I got to stay at home. I can't do nothing. Because God knew I needed that money to move to New York City. He planned it that way. You know, I got this position. You know, I was in some situations. God had to move those situations out so he could bless me the way that he wanted to. He had to break me down so low. So that he could bless me with what was mine from the beginning. And I am so grateful and so thankful for it. You know, sometimes things will overshadow, you know, like the, the small things in our lives will overshadow the bigger picture. And God had to take some things out of my out of my picture so he could make my picture better and brighter. And so it could shine better. And as soon as that thing moved out the way, God blessed me with my true heart's desire, which was this new position at this amazing company where I'm learning so much where if I make a mistake people are like oh girl don't worry about it this, this is just how you do it people are teaching me what I need to learn so that when I become an SVP because I'm going to be an SVP somewhere and when I become this amazing television tycoon because I'm on my wedding because I'm climbing up the ladder at 27 um, all these things set it up that way so to whoever is listening don't give up keep striving and thriving Keep your dreams at the forefront. Do the work. Don't be afraid to start at the bottom because you're going to work your way up to the top. It's going to happen. It's coming. Trust God. Know that it's on its way. You know, even when it don't look like it, keep pressing forward. Even when you grow weary and well-doing, find the strength to keep going. Even when you see people around you making all this money, got all these job titles, just know that your story is still yet to be written. Just know that what's yours is yours. Whatever opportunity you want, God will make it happen. God will make it work. In your spare time while you're waiting, find something to do to cultivate your skills. Because you just never know how God has set it up. Those skills that you're cultivating on the side will just translate into your real life. And so I hope my testimony was a blessing for somebody. You know, it's very hard to, you know, see people, you know, people only broadcast the highs in their life. They don't broadcast the lows. And so sometimes you got to hear how low people are to, to know that people are just like you and people are human and people go through things. And that things don't happen overnight. They happen when they're supposed to. And so I'm really excited about my new role. 
super size. And as I continue to grow and as I continue to make it, and as I continue to climb the ladder of success, I'm bringing people with me because somebody bought me with them. I'm standing on the shoulders of some amazing women who believed in me, who gave me an opportunity, who helped me get my foot in the door in corporate America. Those people that believed in me when it was time to work at NBC in New York, they could have chose anybody that they wanted to, but they chose me. And sometimes when it comes to God, favor will take you, well, skills won't. It's nobody but God that I'm where I'm at. It's nobody. It's nothing but the favor of God. It's nothing but the blessings of God. It's nothing but God that I'm where I am. And so just hold on to God's and change your hand. Sometimes, you know, they, the old saying, favor ain't fair. But let me tell you something about favor. It's been good to me, and I'm so blessed because of it. So make sure you follow me on Instagram at Monificent11 and Twitter at Monificent11. As you come with me on my new journey as a junior publicist for a national, amazing, award-winning network. Come on, God. Woo! He's just been too good to me. Hallelujah. Mm. So, stay tuned. We got more coming through. And I hope you have an amazing and fabulous, productive day. Bye.